everyone, and welcome to another edition of the V-Auto Podcast. I'm Lance Helgeson with V-Auto, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Our topic is one that's on the minds of many dealers here in 2023, and that is the vehicle affordability issues that many new and used vehicle buyers face in the current market. And for dealers, the challenge often becomes figuring out how to serve customers whose credit scores, negative equity in their current vehicle, and household income may not fit the profile of the customers many lenders right now are willing to finance. And to help bring some perspective on this topic, my guest today is Daniel Salazar, Corporate Vice President for ALM Automotive Group based in Atlanta. Daniel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, sir. To get started, uh, Daniel, could you give us a little background on how you got in the car business? I, I noticed on LinkedIn, you had a kind of a database sort of background um, and then moved into the car business. So it, curious to hear about your career trajectory, a little bit about ALM, and then we can talk about affordability. Right, I am an engineer by trade. I always okay. work in the engineering departments, IT departments, and that's what I wanted to continue doing while well, I moved into the United States. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't secure what you would like to call an H-1B set, and I still wanted to come here. So I decided to come as an investor. Um, car business is something that I did on a side note. I buy a car and I sell it. So it made sense that I would do it here in the United States. So I started a business uh, here in the United States in about late of 2007. Uh, I was called George Best Motors. Uh, then the financials hit high six grid. <laughs> that was interesting. Uh, I was still able to pull through and make it successful. I started with five cars. By the time ALM uh, bought my company, about a, about 150 cars. This is an old 13. And I started working for them late of 2012. It was okay. more of a, uh, I will help out them and they will help me out and I will be some kind of consultant. And then from the consultant, they were like, oh, we don't want you to consult anymore. We want you to actually open the store for us. And then we opened the Mariette store in 2012. And from there on, I've been here running operations. Okay. Now, you guys then, uh, uh, you have new franchises and some kind of standalone used operations. Is that correct? Yes. And how, I guess, across that enterprise, what's what's maybe monthly volume just to give our, our listeners kind of a sense of um, how many cars you guys move, you know, new and used? About 1,500 cars every month. Okay, okay. And what's the, the, the ratio of used to new out of that 1,500? About 1,100 will be used, about 300 to 400 will be new. Okay, okay. So you guys are doing <clears throat> a, lot of, a lot of business. Um, from your perch there in, in Georgia, uh, what are the signs of the affordability challenge that you're seeing at your stores with customers? Well, to me is numbers. Uh, there are two types of person that you have in the industry. You have the good person, which is usually your sales manager, finance manager, they feel the deals. And then there's people like me, more uh, of the clerical types, we trust data. So when we see that our advertising and marketing efforts are leading to more leads, but less sales, the first thing to question is our sales team. Why are our sales team so ineffective? Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to point the blame, but you have to sit at the store and talk to your buyers. And is it the traffic that is coming down? He said, no, 
we just have uh, more things to be able to, <clears throat> I'm sorry, we have to be able to navigate through things that we didn't have to do before. And right now it's mostly the consumer that we have to deal with. We used to deal with the consumer who had the emotional, they want to purchase a car. We don't see many of those. We have now the consumers that they need to buy a car. When you have a need instead of an emotion, a want, you're going to be more careful doing your homework. You're going to yeah. shop whatever is lowest. You're going to shop whatever is great, product, warranty, and the car itself. So not only we have consumers that are smarter today and they're more aware of everything that is going on, uh, we also have to deal with the credit. So when it comes to numbers, it's that simple. If we're not closing the way we used to close three years ago, four years ago, a year ago, what is the factor? Start talking to the dealership and the dealership will tell you, I can't put deals together. And you keep hearing that. I can't put deals together. I can't put deals together. It's like, why? What's going on? Well, customer that bought a car in before coronavirus, January of 2020, they were paying $350 for a Corolla. And right now we have to tell them that they had to pay 600 for pretty much the same type of car. And so it's, it's a tough sell because yeah. the interest rates were now were two, three, four, five, six, seven. They keep climbing. So that's the biggest thing that we heard. So from a standpoint, I have to make more output. I cannot sit here and tell the sales director, your job, you need to do better. You guys need to sell more cars with what I'm giving. No, we decided, okay, um, we need to bring more opportunities to the dealers. So even if we're closing less, we can still maintain that volume. Hmm. So how, so it, it is that, so does that mean that um, you guys are maybe taking less in profit to make these deals or is it the type of car you're stocking or how, how does that, um, how are you meeting the customer so you can keep the volume? Except for 2021, there was an anomaly. I will have to say profits per car remain the same. Okay. Uh, probably a little more due to inflation, but uh, it's not about us selling less vehicles to make the goal, you know, or making less money. It's about selling the same amount of vehicles with a lower closing ratio, which means we need to provide more opportunities, whether it's indirect contact or direct contact. And that's what the marketing advertising team comes in. I see. Okay. Okay. So it's to your point, the canary in the coal mine for you was, Hey, I'm seeing these close ratios that we used to achieve diminish. Yes. I need I need to bring in more opportunities at the top of that funnel from yes. the, 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 the marketing inside. Okay, okay. The, the funnel is, is always the same, uh, SRPs. Mm -hmm. Starts at SRPs. If your SRPs are bad, I mean, consumers are not looking to what we have. So we have to do changes in our inventory acquisition. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have to say that's the case today. Then we have into the second funnel will be your vehicle display pages. Do we have a low display page radio. We don't have the right price. No, that's not the issue either. We have very healthy BDP ratio. Then after you get that, you're going to get a, a direct lead or an indirect lead. Okay, how many people are calling to the stores? I will call it a direct. Indirect, I will call a lead. Somebody went, finals online, and send a lead. Are the indirect leads and leads decreasing? No, as a matter of fact, August uh, was a record month on leads for 2023. 
surpassing 2022 and 2021. Okay. So it's, it's, it's not that we're not getting phone calls. We're not getting emails. We're not getting people to talk to. The issue is always the opportunity to close it are becoming harder. So our strategy was simple. Let's make a better job to increase the direct and indirect contracts. So you have to do campaigns, advertising and branding, to increase that exposure of the brand, to increase or target so they can close more. Mm -hmm. Well, let's 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 unpack that a little bit, Daniel. And I know as we were getting ready for the the podcast that we don't necessarily want to get into the nitty gritty of the advertising side of what you talked about, but how about the branding side? Um, what kinds of things are you doing there? Maybe from a strategy perspective, what are you trying to achieve? Peace of mind, it's a number one issue. Uh, when you are strapped on cash, you want to be able to buy a car that is good and is reliable. Uh, so many people set up their market warranties. So we decided to do something differently. And instead of focusing on what we do all the time, which is selling cars, we decided to shift it into selling certified used cars. So we have done a lot of certified sales. It took a lot of effort to get the program going. It's not the first time we do certified pre-owned and it's very hard to get at the beginning, but we maintain it and we maintain it and we keep going and we maintain it. And at this point, we have say a, a decent job we have done uh, converting everything to certified pre-owned and selling it. That gives people peace of mind that I'm gonna buy a car for an ALM and it's not gonna break down. Mm -hmm. So that is what I have, we have worked on the branding, you know, is, we have certified cars, you know, we have warranty, we stand behind it. If you don't like it, you can change it, we'll ship it to you. And of course we offer many finance options, but finance options has also de decreased. A lot of people are bringing their own credit unions. Mm -hmm. So that's where the branding comes in, it's like we have to change the branding so people trust us more. I, I appreciate that, Daniel. And so is just from a nuts and bolts perspective. So that's like an in-house certification program that you, you guys have established and, and grown. We actually partner with Motor Trend. And okay. the, the reasoning behind it, it is always what is in consumers' mind. It's not the same saying, hey, um, I, I want you to buy the car for me because my car is below book value. And if people ask you the book value, you will tell them, well, it's the black book. Most consumers do not know what black book is. We know in the industry, most mm -hmm. consumers are familiar with terms like caliber book. So motor train is something like that. There's a lot of people that are <clears throat> familiar with the word motor train. It's a magazine, it's a website, there's a lot of information on it. So they have this program and in order to meet the specifications of this program, you have to do rigorous work on the cars. And you have to make sure you follow their guidelines. Is there marketing guidelines or their selling guidelines? So it brings more trust to the consumer that we partner with a big name instead of us calling it ALM certified mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and try to do it on our own, which is probably the way we did it in the past. It was not that successful. I see. I see. That makes sense to me. That makes sense. A moment ago, Daniel, you mentioned, you know, that consumer, the financing options are, are, are maybe more restricted now than they, they may have been before. And we have seen some research at Cox Automotive about uh, 
customers kind of going to lenders themselves for for inventory and i'm i'm curious how does that manifest for your business and um what i guess the the, the partnerships that you have with lenders how have they changed in this environment i'm not going to mention any lenders but let's say some lenders have changed their programs um, yeah and the way they've changed their program, they're signaling that they don't want any business. The risk management portfolio and whatever that financial, they're saying that they might not like cars are getting so prime this year. So they changed the programs to make it unattractive for the dealership to submit. So that shrinks your pool. At the same time, you have a lot of people going underwater that makes it more difficult. But it's not something that is affecting us on the day today today we still have many financial institutions and what i mean many i mean many we don't have but it's not that we don't have financial institutions to do the loan it's just that we see more and more consumers coming with their own credit units which is fine with yeah. us we don't have policies that have to buy it from us with our credit union uh so the percentage has changed about two percent if i have okay. to put it in perspective so that's two percent uh in a year is 24% total of deals that you didn't finance. Not an overall of a month. So it's a small percentage, it's not 24% of the whole year. It's just 2%. That 2% is not significantly, but we have seen it. And we're working with the credit unions. Credit unions will come, we'll work with them. The process is simple. And they usually send you good referrals, which is a good practice. So that 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 kind of open uh, hand relationship there leads to more business. If it, if, over time yes some people see uh the credit unions as a competition oh they're going to take my finance opportunities they're going to sell the warranty the gap and we're only stuck with the car you're only seeing one side of the picture you have to be able to see both eyes they will give you volume they will give you referrals and once you're in their good books that you sell good cars and they're not getting the cars returned they're not getting refills they will say well this is a customer you will start getting more and more referrals from the credit union because you don't have any outstanding baggage yeah yeah very good very good um as we look ahead daniel what do you see as some of the key priorities you and i are speaking here midway through september um, what do you, for the last couple months of the year, what are some of the key priorities that are on your plate for your business? Well, that depends on who you ask. Uh, the president thinks one way. Uh, I think another. Uh, there's a reason why he's the president. There's a reason why I'm not vice president. And uh, you have to have somebody that thinks differently from you uh, because not everybody can think the same. Otherwise, there is no new ideas. Um, he is more on the optimistic side that things are going to turn for the better. I am more on the wait and see, uh, because we there are what is affecting our industry are things that we cannot control. We cannot control what affects do. Right. We cannot control inflation. Uh, these are things that I cannot just go and say I'm going to change the way I buy, or I'm going to change the way I market, or I'm. You can't do that. It's the reality is that we cannot offer those 2.99 used car loans anymore. You have to accept it. You now you're going to offer 7.99. And that's how we need to deal with it. Be mature about it and accept it. Uh, I believe it's going to get a little worse before it gets better. Uh, I think by the end of next year, we'll be fine. But we've been doing fine this year. Mm -hmm. Not excellent, 
but good enough. I would expect it to be, and again, that goes with my uh, point of view. I would expect it to go a little lower, but the pressing was like, no, um, I think things are going to go better that last quarter, and they were. So kudos to him. Yeah, I think a lot of people were surprised by the strength of the sales in summer. Uh, you know, not in every market, but writ large, it certainly seems like it was a better summer than many people expected. Yes. So as you as you look forward, Daniel, what gives you the concern that that things might slow down a little bit more? Uncertainty because i don't i'm not an avid reader of news but when you do yeah, go to automotive news or similar sites and you see you know proud to say the uaa they want to stop the plans you're like okay you don't want anything to come close to stopping anything because you start thinking about what happened on COVID. uh it really impacted the industry yeah you can talk about the chiefs you can talk about the supply you can talk about the matter regardless of what we talk about it created an impact so a lot of the news um, is 50-50. Well, if this happens, it will affect the industry, yes or no. Yes, so you have a 50% chance that the infantry will get affected again. Now, if it doesn't happen, well, we capitalize as much as we can by doing what we're doing, which is getting more leads and not going into a negative state, going into everything's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. But leadership comes in. Understood. Well, Daniel, thanks for taking time for the podcast today. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. No, thank you for the invitation. It's always great to talk. Indeed. And folks, thank you all for listening in to this episode of the V Auto Podcast. Until next time, stay well.